0: Our Lenten journey tonight takes us from one mountain to another, but in truth, they are actually one and the same mountain though called by different names, Mount Moriah and Mount Zion. The land of Moriah to which Abraham was directed is that mountainous region in central Israel between the Western coast that hugs the Mediterranean Sea and the Eastern boundary flowing from the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River down to the Dead Sea. It was here on a particular mountain top on what came to be called first Mount Moriah and later Mount Zion that Abraham was called by God to do the unthinkable and sacrifice the life of his own son, Isaac. It goes without saying that God's command to Abraham seems very out of sync with what we know of God's character. Even as we sing in the Lenten verse And worship on Sunday morning, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So how do we reconcile God who is the author and giver of life with God who now calls upon Abraham to take the life of his own son? Over the years, I have heard more than one person say, I just cannot believe that God would do this. I am not sure that this is real or true. Let us see if we can delve deeper into this account from scripture and in faith, listen to what the spirit is saying to the churches in our Lenten series, Return from Exile, the theme for the message tonight is Mountain to Mountain, Mount Moriah to Mount Zion. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching, the hearing, and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. A picture, it is said, is worth a thousand words And so I would direct you now to to images before us here by the well-known master Rembrandt, both of which depict the sacrifice of Isaac. The first work on the left is a painting by Rembrandt in the year 1635 when he was only 29 years old and just beginning his career. It is now located in the Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg, Russia. Note the color, the high drama, and the outward action that are embodied in that painting. Compare that then with the etching on the right, also done by Rembrandt, but 20 years later in the year 1655. That etching is now located in the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. It lacks the color, the high drama, and the outward action of the painting 20 years before, but I believe it is more mature and carries with it a deeper level of understanding and feeling. In the painting, it is clear that Abraham sees and is responding to the angel of the Lord, but in the etching on the right, it seems as though Abraham is relying not on what he can see, but on what he hears as the angel of the Lord speaks to him and stays his hand. We should bear in mind that nowhere in this account in scripture are we told that Abraham actually ever saw the angel of the Lord. What we are told not once, but twice is this the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven. In that etching, that later rendering of this account from scripture, I believe Rembrandt captured that inward hearing as Abraham heard, not just with his ears, but also with his heart and responded to the angel of the Lord who called to him. God called Abraham to do the unimaginable. Can we fathom what he must have endured in knowing what he knew on that long journey toward Mount Moriah, what awful, gut-wrenching emotions he must have experienced. But why? Why did God ask Abraham to do this? We are told why in the first verse of the lesson. After these things, God tested Abraham. A test, as any teacher or any student will tell you, is administered to see what a learner knows, how much he or she has mastered. God had already made a covenant of divine commitment with Abraham, but now faith in the God of that covenant was being tested. Testing is not the same as temptation. A test is intended to strengthen, to build up, whereas temptation is intended to undermine and destroy. God's intent was never to undermine Abraham's faith in him or to destroy life, God's intent was to test Abraham's obedience in following him, even to that extreme of sacrificing what was most near and dear to him. Truth is, The Lord always tests his children, testing our faith and obedience in following his commands. We may not be tested to the extent or degree that Abraham was, but for any child of God, make no mistake about it, testing is part of our journey of faith. There are indicators in this story that point us ahead to another sacrifice. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. God will provide for himself, the lamb for a burnt offering. The third day, the wood for the sacrifice which the son himself carried, the lamb for the offering, all of these point us ahead to a later sacrifice that would not be averted. They point us ahead to another only son who carried the wood for the sacrifice on his own back. This is Jesus who became that sacrificial lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and who after offering his own body as the sacrifice would rise from death and the grave on the third day. That whole of scripture, my friends, the whole of scripture can be reduced to that one familiar and beloved verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. This is the gospel in a nutshell. So-called because the entire message of both Old and New Testaments can be encapsulated in this one brief verse. There's another painting I wish to share with you this evening. The painting here is also by Rembrandt, completed even earlier than his first work in 1631 when he was a mere 25 years old. It is little known because it hangs in a parish church in a small French town and was only rediscovered in the 1950s. And not until 2009, less than 10 years ago, did two art historians note in a book on Rembrandt's faith that Christ's contorted face resembles that of the artist himself in an engraving entitled Self-Portrait with an Open Mouth, made the year before this painting was done, in the year 1630. Mount Moriah, where Abraham was called upon to offer the life of his own son is identified with Mount Zion, the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, where sacrifice upon sacrifice day in and day out was offered again and again And again, according to the law of Moses, but the sacrifice of Jesus, God's own son took place not on Mount Moriah or Mount Zion, but on another mountain outside the city walls of Jerusalem, Mount Calvary. No angel of the Lord stopped this sacrifice as the sinless Son of God poured out his blood and offered his life as payment for all of our sins. This is where our return from exile begins with what God in Christ has done for us. For by a single offering, Jesus has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. May our Lenten journey help us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.